0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: The Johnson Wax Program. Good evening, everyone. The makers of Johnson's Wax present Marion and Jim as Fibber McGee and Molly. Ted Weems and his orchestra open the show with Sing, Sing, Sing. Take it, Ted.
2: Loud. Now you're singing with his wings. Sing, 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 sing. Everybody start to sing. Daddy, Now you're singing with his wings. When the music goes around, everybody goes to town. But here's something you should know. Oh, baby, ho, Sing, 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 sing. Everybody starting to sing. Daddy, Now you're singing with his wings.
1: That an enemy is at work, ready to destroy the finish on your automobile? That enemy is the sunlight. Day by day, the ultraviolet rays of the sun destroy the binder carrying the the pigment of the lacquer or enamel. If you don't want the sun's rays to steal the beauty of your car's finish, then wax your car without delay. Give it a lustrous coat of Johnson's Auto Wax. The sun cannot penetrate the tough wax polish. The finish will stay bright and beautiful... And your car's trade-in value will be much higher if you protect it now with Johnson's Auto Wax. Now, if you haven't already used Johnson's Auto Cleaner and polish, then you don't know how easy it is to make your car sparkle like new. Johnson's Auto Cleaner works miracles on a faded and dirty car. It quickly removes road film and discoloration without injury to the car finish. You'll say it's the easiest cleaner you ever used. Right now, if you go to your auto supply store, service station, or regular wax dealer and purchase a pint of Johnson's Auto Cleaner, you will receive a full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax free in celebration of Johnson's 50th anniversary. I'll tell you more about this free gift later on. Well, here is something. His Honor, Judge Blatherskite of the Wistful Vista Domestic Relations Court, is on his vacation. But the court docket was so full they had to find a substitute for him. Yes, you're right. Fibber McGee suggested himself for the post, claiming large experience in the matter. So here, just about to open the session, we find on the bench those two giants of the judiciary, Fibber McGee and Mollett. Hey,
3: hey, be quiet, quiet. Knock, knock! Who's there? Quiet. I just says that because I can't find the dead rat again.
4: Oh, here it he is, is. <laughs> oh,
3: thanks. Now.
4: Shall I call the first case, McGee?
3: Shoot. Who is it?
4: Uh, Mrs. Petunia J. Verse, suing for divorce from Vernon V. Verse, the poet.
3: Okay. First case. Verse versus verse. Party, step to the bench, please. Now then, sis. What do you want to leave Vernon for?
4: He's a poet.
3: Oh, I see. You want to get rid of him just on account of because of him being a poet.
4: Yes, I do. Well, that don't hardly seem reasonable, Judge McGee.
3: No, Mrs. Judge McGee, it don't. Listen, sis. Ain't judicial, legal, moral, or natural for you to want to leave your husband just on account of because he's a
4: poet? I should say not. Look, Judge, here's one of his poems.
3: Oh. Uh, Will Vernon Verse step up to the bench? Uh,
1: you read it first, Verse. The night rides by on silver saddles. Oh. The moonlight glints on may paddles. Oh. The cowboys are always chasing cattle. While the fleeting moment just gets rattled.
5: Oh. There!
3: Did you write that, Vernon? I certainly did, Judge. Divorce granted.
4: Next case.
3: Who's next, Molly?
4: Mr. Elwood, 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 the third. The third what? The third Elwood, ignorant. Uh -uh. Will Mr. Elwood step up to the bench?
3: Oh. Hi, bud.
0: You Elwood? Yes, sir, that's me. I want you to do something about my boy.
4: Well, what's he done?
0: Well, he's always borrowing money from me. He won't live on his allowance. Watch up today. Come to me and want a hundred dollars to bet on a horse. What horse? and the third at Aqueduct. Get that,
4: Molly. I got it. and the third. <laughs> Go on, Mister Elwood.
3: I want restraining orders. He's got to quit hitting me for money. Baylor, take this man outside. Lay him down. Loosen his collar and his belt, and put ice packs on his head. Keep him quiet and give him artificial respiration. Yes, sir, your
4: honor. Come on now. Bala, come on. What days,
3: Biggie. What was that for? Did you catch on, Molly? He was suffering from a touch of the sun. Oh. Next case
4: Robert
3: Burns McTavish. Mr. McTavish to the bench. <laughs> McTavish, you swear to tell the truth? I, Toot. What do you mean, Toot? <laughs> and don't say I, say yes. I, lad. I give an eye
2: for an eye and a toot for the truth.
4: What was it you wanted, Mr. McTavish?
2: I'm wanting the advice of the court, Your Honors. It is about the little woman. She threatens to leave me because I walked out of a moving picture show. Mary of Scotland. But I
3: couldn't help it, Your Honor. I was suffering.
4: Suffering from what? Heartburn?
3: No, Hepburn. Oh. <laughs> well, I advise you to make up with her, Sandy. Take her to see Anthony Adverse. <laughs> Case dismissed. Get that down, Molly.
4: Sure, 8796 B McTavish, adverse decision. Heavenly <laughs> days, what's happened?
3: That, That's the grand jury's coming in with the true bill, Molly.
1: All right, men. Will the foreman read the true bill? We find it absolutely true that Johnson's auto wax and polish will protect your car from dust and dirt and make it shine like new again.
3: I thought that case was settled long ago. Next case.
4: The next case is Mary Rowe versus John Doe, Judge McGee. Thank
3: you, Mrs. Judge McGee. Mary Rowe and John Doe to the stand. Well, folks. Well, what's your trouble?
4: Well, my star's judge. He knows I'm a Democrat, and he spends the whole day long cutting out sunflowers out of yellow fells. Goodness, I don't know what to do.
3: Oh, we can't let... Can't let politics bust up a happy home. let me think of it. Oh, I got it. Mr. Doe, from now on, you wear a sunflower felt and let her wear a rose felt. Case dismissed. (laughs)
4: That's setting a president, McGee. Next case. The next case is Community versus Como. Mr. Perry Como to the bench.
2: Hello, Molly.
4: More respect for the bench, Mr. Como.
3: All right, darling.
4: Well, that's better. Uh, What's the
3: community got against Perry Como, Mrs. Judge McGee?
4: Well, Judge McGee, the arresting officer, said he was found with one arm around the fire hydrant and the other arm around the lamppost. He told the officer he was a trio.
3: (laughs) Is that true, Perry? I forget.
4: Oh, now, come, come. You did do that, didn't you?
3: I forget. What night was this, Perry? I forget.
4: What were you singing?
3: I forget. Baylor, take this man out. I remand him to the custody of Ted Weems for this next musical number. What's the number? I forget. What is it, Como? Did I remember? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Did I remember to tell you I love you and I am living for you? Alone did I remember to say I'm lost without you
2: and just how mad about you I've grown.
5: You were in my arms and
2: that was all that I knew. We were alone. What did I say
5: to you? Did I
2: remember to tell you I adore you and pray forevermore? You are mine.
1: Court of Domestic Relations is in session again with Judge McGee and Mrs. Judge McGee on the bench. Next case. What's the next case, Mrs. Judge McGee?
4: The next case, Judge McGee, is Jackson versus Watson. Breach of promise.
3: Parties in court?
4: Are Jackson and Watson in court?
2: Just the defendant, Watson, Your Honor. We have a deposition from the complainant. A defendant
3: to the bench. Now then, young
4: folks. Oh, it's silly, Watson. Yes, ma'am. Hiya, Miss McGee. Hiya, Miss McGee. <laughs>
3: Judge McGee, please. Yes, sir. Are you the
4: defendant in the
3: breach of promise case, Silly? Uh,
4: what? <laughs> Listen, Phil.
3: This gal, Rosebud Jackson, says you promised to marry her. Is that right? Yes, sir. No, sir.
4: What do you mean, yes or no?
0: Well, I mean, I did, but it ain't right. Oh. <laughs> you changed your mind. Yes, I did. Why? What? Why did you go back on your word, Hill? Well, Miss McGee, please, I had to, Connie. It was late at night. Yes,
4: and believe it or not, you were waiting for a streetcar.
0: How you know that, Miss McGee? I sure was. Well, this here, Rosebud, she come along and she say, Hiya, silly. I say, hiya, Rosebud. <laughs> she say, she say, how about you and me getting married? I said, what for? <laughs> She said, never you mind. While we'll falling, she grabbed me and kissed me. She said, we ain't gay. We're going to get married in
3: October. <laughs> October, eh? I see. Going to make you the fall guy. <laughs> and
4: you told her
3: you would, silly? Yes, ma'am. I'm afraid so.
0: Well, why did you say yes if you weren't sure? Well, Miss McGee, it was late at night and the car was coming. It was the last one I had to do something, please, sir. <laughs> You wouldn't let me go till I say yes, and I had to say yes so I could catch me that last little seat car, Miss McGee.
3: Looks like a clear case of habeas corpus, Molly.
4: Well, let's give it to Nolly Pross. Oh.
3: Molly who? Nolly Proc,
4: did he? That
0: means no prosecution. Yes, ma'am, but you don't know Rosebud Gash, Miss McGee. She's going to prosecute me continuously. <laughs> but kill me now, please. I got to go tell my mama I ain't going to be no bride. <laughs>
3: Next case. Attention, everybody. Court's in session. What's the next case, Mr. Judge McGee? Uh,
4: just a minute, Judge McGee. Oh, yes. Boomer versus Boomer.
3: What's the complaint?
4: Incompatibility.
3: Incompatibility, eh? Who's the other woman?
4: Why, there's no other woman, Egrinus. Incompatibility means they don't get along, so
2: ah, together That's what I suspected. Are the Boomers in court? One of them, Your Honor. Yes, yes. Horatio K. Boomer, sir, at your service. Oh. No.
4: You're Horatio K. Boomer? Well, we understand you and Mrs. Boomer are not compatible.
2: Yes, yes. My little sapini brittle, yes, sir. <laughs> As to say, uh, I'm perfectly compatible, but Mrs. Boomer is not. I see.
4: Well, isn't she a good wife, Mr. Boomer?
2: Well, yes, but uh, she's a terrible cook. Terrible. She fries everything. Fried pork, fried mush, fried fish. Everything's fried. Don't you ever have a roast? No, my friend. Hmm, Not even a broiled cutlet? Nay, nay, it must be fried, yes. That's why I stand here at the bar of justice. Please consider my angle of the case. Uh, What do you
3: think, Molly? It's the
4: eternal fry angle, (laughs) (laughs) McGee.
3: Listen, bud, you think of something you want her to cook for you, and how you want it cooked, and I'll enter a court order for her.
2: Very sound solution of the matter, I'm sure, my little cork plasters. Yes, sir.
5: Very sound.
2: Now, let me see. I'd like a plank steak medium, some wilted lettuce, some baked potatoes, a plum pudding, and a short bin.
4: Enter that order, Molly. I did.
3: You tell your wife to get started on that stuff right away, Boomer. You won't get no more fried stuff. Thank you, George. Thank you. But I'm
2: afraid she won't be home to cook today. She's visiting relatives at my request.
4: Well, uh, when will she be home?
2: She'll be home on. Uh, our space! I'm hounded by a relentless space. She'll be home on Friday. Oh.
4: <laughs> next pick.
3: Who's next, Molly?
4: Well, uh, Hattie Homebody versus Homer Homebody. Wants alimony.
3: What grounds?
4: Well, she says she's so busy with her housework, she never has any fun.
1: The homebody's in court? No, Your Honor, but I'm counsel for Mrs. Homebody. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Oh. Hello, Molly Baby, uh, Your Honor.
5: Mm. Hi,
3: Harpo. I didn't know you was practicing at the bar. Oh, I don't have to practice. I'm perfect. <laughs> well, listen, Harpo. Mrs. Homebody says she
1: does so much housework, she never has no fun. What sentence would you suggest? Hmm. I'd suggest this sentence. Use Johnston's glow coat on floors and linoleum and save time and work. End of sentence. (laughs) Who's next, Molly?
4: Well, let's see now. Oh, yes. Wistful vista versus weems.
3: Wistful vista versus weems. Oh, well. Is Ted Weems in court? Yes, Your Honor. I'm Ted Weems.
4: Hello, Ted.
3: Hello, kid. Now what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Weems. You're accused of playing a goofus horn and disturbing the neighbors. Go on. They like to hear me play. How do you know? Well, they broke all the windows in my house so they could hear me better. Well,
4: what is a goofus horn, Ted?
1: This thing here. This is a goofus horn. Listen. Hmm.
4: (laughs) Well, it don't sound so good by itself. No, uh, I think
3: it'd be better if it was accompanied by something, Ted. By what, for instance? A police escort. (laughs) Hey, who are them gals you got with you, Ted? Oh, these... Mm -hmm. This is Ida, and this is Sweet, too. Oh, a couple of nice little numbers. Yes, I'm giving them quite a play.
2: Washburn to play the Goofus horn. Look okay. at it.
1: a full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax free. It's an opportunity you can't afford to miss. S.C. Johnson & Son are offering you a full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax in celebration of their 50th anniversary. Go to your auto supply store, service station, or regular wax dealer and ask for Johnson's free gift package containing 1. A pint can of Johnson's Auto Cleaner. 2. A full-size can of Johnson's Auto Wax. You pay 59 cents for the Auto Cleaner. This is less than the regular price, and you get the Johnson's Auto Wax free of any charge. Thousands of car owners throughout the country have already taken advantage of this generous offer and have discovered how easy it is to keep their cars shining, sparkling like new with these two remarkable Johnson products. Don't delay. Be sure to get your free gift of Johnson's Auto Wax while the supply lasts. See your dealer tonight or tomorrow morning. Wistful Vista Domestic Relations Court is again in session. The magistrates McGee and McGee are on the bench, ready to take another dirty dig at the docket.
3: Attention, everybody. Court's in session. What's the next case, Mrs. Judge McGee?
4: The next case is Hotchkiss v. Sinfulbomb. Suing for $2 million heart bomb.
3: Oh, boy. $2 million bucks, huh? <laughs> you must have an awful big heart. Hotchkiss versus bomb Parties in court? Yes, they are, Your Honor. One of both?
4: Uh, no. Send Mr. Sinfulbaum up first.
3: Mr. Sinflebomb
2: to the bench. Mr. Sinflebomb. That's me. Hello, Judge. Hello.
3: You, Solomon Sinfulbaum? Positivo. Uh, well,
4: you're you being sued for $2 million heart bomb, Mr. Sinfulbaum, Have you anything to say?
2: I certainly have. What is it?
5: Oh, <laughs>
3: Did you bust this little gal's heart, Sinfulbom? Her what? Her
5: heart.
3: Don't be silly. If she had a heart, would she be suing
4: me? <laughs> well, there's
3: something in that, too, Molly.
4: Don't you love her, Mr. Sinfulbom?
2: Pooey! She's already having 12 husbands. What? Uh, one at a time, I mean. Oh. And I'm refusing to make myself unlucky with 13. Huh.
4: No,
2: I don't blame you, bud. She's been married 12 times, Every huh?
4: 12 times.
2: Positive. A banker's dozen. <laughs> you see, Judge... When she first suing people for hot bombing, she wins the case. Mm-hmm. She was so happy, she married the jury one by one. Oh, oh she's so fascinating, Judge. I was bewitched.
3: But now I am boasting this spell.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sounds like she's a gold digger to me. Well, you go sit down, Simple Bomb. Peggy Hotchkiss to the bench. Peggy Hotchkiss. <laughs> yeah. Says here that
4: she's a Polly's girl, McGee. Here
3: she comes, Molly. Get a load of the lace stockings. Boy, what a figure. Mm. Hey, maybe i better interview her in the judge's chamber. She might be sensitive.
4: Huh? Oh, well, if she is, it's time she got over it. Mm. Twelve
3: husbands. <clears throat> All right now, sis. Just make yourself comfortable. Don't be nervous. Are you Peggy Hotchkiss? Are you Peggy Hotchkiss, the folly's girl? Hey, you sis, raise your head. I want to see your face.
4: All right, Skippy. Do I get my two million bucks?
3: Well, for the. Hey, Grandma, are you Peggy Hotcha?
4: Not Hotcha, Sonny. Hotch Kiss. Keep the charm, give me kiss. <laughs> and...
3: I understand you've been married 12 times, Grandma. Is that true?
4: Well, it's a danger. I've been through an awful lot of rehearsals, Shorty. you're <laughs> in
3: the court. Seems to me you ought to find one of them to make you happy. What's your doing, old sinful bomb for?
4: Two million. You know that.
3: I know, but how could he bust your heart two million dollars worth?
4: Yes, heavenly days, he's got a beard down to his waist. Why,
3: sure. You wouldn't want a mug with a beaver like that, would you, Grandma? Well,
4: that's why I love him, Sonny. Huh? His beard just tickled me to death. Why? Well, when I saw his jaw grass, I says to myself, I says, Peggy, I says, there's one man who won't wipe his razor blades on your guest house.
3: <laughs> Judgment entered. Two million bucks. I think you got something there, Grandma. <laughs> next case. Quiet, everybody. Who's next on the docket, Molly? Mrs.
4: Christopher Crumble versus Christopher Crumble.
3: Okay. Will Chris Crumble and his old lady, er, his wife step up to the bench?
4: Listen, Your Honor, my wife is
3: too fussy, that's all. Hold it,
5: hold it, hold it. Hold it. Now then, Mrs. Crumble,
3: what's the complaint, Mrs. Crumble? Well,
0: my husband eats crackers in bed, Your Honor. Oh, dear, that
3: is good. Crackers in bed, huh? What you got to say about that, Crumble? Well, Your Honor, I guess it's true, all right,
2: but I like crackers in bed. I love them. <laughs> Here, have one, I got a sack full
3: Oh, thanks, thanks
4: Give me one too, Crumble
3: Say, these ain't bad, bud Who makes them? <laughs> the Tootsam Toasted Pidbit Corporation <laughs> Ever try Munchy Crunchies? Uh, Munchy Crunchies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, how are they? <laughs> Not bad, they make a double cracker for twin beds <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll have to try them sometime.
4: Did you ever try these crackers, Mrs. Crumble? No, if I ate one, I might like it and I hate
3: them Here, have one, sis Dad, try to eat one, or I'll have you up for contempt of crackers. Well, all
0: right. Give me one, Chris.
2: What? Oh well, here you are.
4: Well, how do you like it? Well, I don't know. Uh, give me another, Chris.
3: Yeah. Give me another Thanks. one too. Me
4: too. Hey, I
3: haven't got many left here. Come on, give us some. Do I have to impound them? Give me one. Me
5: too. Oh, give me another. You know,
3: Hey, let's go
2: here. I I said there aren't many left now. Now, now, cut that out.
4: Come on, on, Cut that
3: out, now. You leave me alone. These are my crackers. Come
4: on, you big Logan. Give me a cracker.
3: Come Come on, bud. Molly wants a cracker. No, no. No,
4: no, 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 no.
5: Silence in the court.
3: Silence. Quiet, please. Court's adjourned. Now, give me one of these. (laughs)
1: Until recently, every woman who kept house had the discouraging, if not impossible, task of trying to keep her linoleum and wood floors polished and clean with people continually tramping across them. Now the problem has been solved for her. The smart housewife of today keeps her floors shining with Johnson's Glow Coat. It takes only a few minutes to apply Glow Coat with the long-handled applier. You don't have to get down on your knees or even soil your hands. Glow Coat dries in 20 minutes to a beautiful polish without rubbing or buffing. Dust and dirt can't stick to the gleaming surface. Glow Coat seals the cracks and pores. acts as a regular shield of protection, saving linoleum and wood floors from becoming worn and dingy. Ask your dealer for the famous no-rubbing floor polish, Johnson's Glow Coat, spelled G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. Look for the attractive yellow can. And remember, you save money by ordering the larger sizes. Thank you.
4: Judge McGee, you certainly made some fine decisions today. Thanks,
3: Mrs. Judge McGee. I thought so, too. Uh, your father was a judge, wasn't he, Molly?
4: Why, sure he was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can see him now, sitting up there on the bench, sipping his iced coffee and listening to the lovely perjury. Iced coffee?
3: Why, oh, shucks, iced ice coffee. That's no hot-weather drink, Molly. Did he ever try gin and ginger ale?
4: No, but he tried lots of people who had. <laughs> Good, night. Good night. all. Good night, all.
1: This is Harlow Wilcox, adjourning until next week at this same time. Next program, this is the Red Network of the National Broadcasting Company.